your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now we have Fine Gael, Minister of State and Limerick TD, Patrick O'Donovan, on the line. Good morning to you, Minister. Morning, Joe. Morning, your listeners. Um, probably the, the, the criticism of what's happened yesterday is pretty straightforward. You know, did you spread it too thin? Uh, did you not do enough at, for those who are most vulnerable? Well, I suppose, look, the criticism, <clears throat> in fairness, was probably written before the budget was even written because it's the single transferable speech. Um, you know, uh, one of your journalistic colleagues uh, tweeted yesterday, how long will it be, uh, or who will the, the first opposition spokesperson be out of the traps to say this was a missed opportunity? And, of course, like that is the standard narrative that's given. But the reality is... Um, we're in a very difficult position at the moment as a country. Everybody knows that. And anybody dealing with um, people on the ground, whether they're living alone, whether they're um, pensioners, people working, trying to pursue childcare costs, businesses that are keeping afloat, know the difficulties that people are encountering. But the, the flip side of it and the positive side of it is over the last number of years, we've managed uh, to build up uh, a significant amount of cash reserves that we're now in a position to spend. And the money that's been referred to there uh, in some of the newspaper articles talks about 11 billion, but actually it's, it's 90 billion is what's being spent in total next year by the government. And there's a whole pile of new initiatives, once-off, to acknowledge the fact that people are, are in a difficult position uh, and we're also keeping um, some money back uh, for January, February, March, which may possibly be needed. Uh, hopefully, please God, we'll get some sort of resolution in Eastern Europe, but we also have to be realistic that the likelihood of that happening anytime soon is slim. Now, some people would have advocated just spend everything yesterday uh, and keep nothing in reserve. That's actually the, the policy that is being pursued by the Tory party in England at the moment. And I never thought that uh, Sinn Féin and the Tory party would be unlikely bedfellows. But the reality is their, their currency has gone into free fall. Um, and the, just as late as today, the International Monetary Fund have really cast doubt in relation to their ability to be able to manage a budget in the face of what is being faced by that country, the same as what's being faced here. So it is a difficult, um, tight wire to walk but it has been done in the best interest of people who are need a hand at the moment from the government, and that's what the government are doing. Right. Um, and I suppose, Minister, most people listening this morning would look at some of what's coming to mm. them as a result of the budget. But they would say to you, unfortunately, the reality is there's a lot more going out of the household budget, and, and that will be exacerbated over the winter. And this is why the government have responded with three more moieties uh, of, uh, for instance, the energy credit. It's also why the government have responded in relation to delivering a loan allowance uh, for, for families with young children. Um, the double payment in respect of child benefit uh, increases across the board in terms uh, of the basic rate of social welfare, taking people out of the top rate of tax who might be getting a small bit of overtime uh, and who are listening to this maybe in factory lines will now see that they don't pay the higher rate of income tax until they hit 40,000. Real supports for businesses in terms of the energy costs that they're paying this year versus last year, a scheme that is really like what we have done in COVID, and we know how we managed um, uh, to keep businesses afloat during COVID, and I think that's been internationally recognised that we had probably the best schemes in terms of making sure that people sustain their employment. That's our objective. We have full employment now, uh, we have a good tax base, and we want to make sure that the people who need the most right. get the most. But what would you say to those people, and there are many of them, who earn less than 
40,000 or less than 36,000. Mm. I mean, they are not going to benefit from the tax change, are they? Well, they already benefit, Joe, because up to the first 14,000, they don't pay any tax. So, um, obviously, you have to pay tax in order to benefit from uh, tax reductions. Now, there is the, the working family, uh, the working family uh, credit that's available from the Department of Social Protection. So, if you are working and you're below a certain threshold, depending on the number of children you have, that has also been increased. But over the last number of budgets, we've taken more and more and more uh, people at the lower end out of the tax net, and it has been independently verified, not by us as a government, but by people who monitor uh, international tax uh, implementation to say that Ireland has one of the most progressive and fairest tax systems in the world. So that the less you pay, the, the less you earn, the less you pay. Uh, and that's the same whether it's PRSI, USE or income and, tax. And did the Robert Troy controversy prevent the government doing what they might otherwise have done for landlords? No, I don't think so, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the decision was taken again in terms of renters, and it's not in terms of tenants. So if you have, for instance, um, three people sharing a house, they can all benefit in terms uh, of the tax credit. And again, they have to be working. They can't be unhappy. Uh, so this was targeted at people uh, who are in employment, um, trying to get on the property ladder, um, maybe living in rented accommodation, maybe living in shared accommodation, and to give them relief. Uh, and they will be able to claim a double pay for this year and next year. That's a lot of money, especially if there's um, a house with, say, two or three people sharing it. It could be anything up to €2,000 going into the house. So nothing significant in terms uh, of the um, relief that will be available for people who work because those people are not currently available, uh, able, for instance, to claim HAP uh, or any of the local authority uh, rental schemes um, that other people would be able to claim in the rental sector. So this was directed at them. But, but obviously a decision was made not to do anything uh, for you know smaller landlords as they're described uh, we know the institutional investors get very significant tax breaks well we did introduce relief and broaden the relief for those uh, landlords for instance that are uh, um, either upgrading or investing in their properties uh, you know in between lettings or about to let them and again that is significant because there is input cost there for landlords um, but again landlords income tax will have changed so any person who owns a property, and it may be their primary source of income, will now see the income level at which they enter the higher rate of income tax raised to €40,000, which is very significant. And, and the €12 Euro increase in social welfare payments, the old age pension, mm. you know, that's already eaten up by inflation, isn't it? Yeah, but the 12 euros and the Minister for Social Protection was keen to point this out. It's 600 euros over the year, plus um, the double payment uh, coming up to Christmas, plus the Christmas bonus, plus increases in relation to um, the living alone allowance and a once-off um, energy credit, plus the, the three moieties uh, of 200 euros that will be paid uh, to everybody in respect of their energy bills. So, you know, some people look for a 1,000 euros across the board. As Heather Humphrey said yes for the year, as Heather Humphrey said yesterday, it will be well in excess of probably €1,200 uh, for the single person living alone uh, over, over 70, for instance, which is not, again, which is not an insignificant amount of money. Yes, we recognise that uh, costs have gone up, but we have put money out into the economy now to try and make sure um, that people are able to absorb those costs. And for working parents as well, uh, you know, in terms of the relief that's there now for childcare, uh, the double payment at Christmas, which is a very expensive time of the year for, for child benefit, will, I'm sure will be very welcome by a lot of people. The reductions in terms of uh, college fees, the return of a thousand euros for anyone who's already paid it, um, free school books uh, for anybody that's in the primary school sector. 
these are really important mm. for the type of people that I have um, been talking to you about for donkey's years now, people who get nothing. I, we're chatting to Minister Patrick O'Donovan this morning. Um, the thing about the child care, and I'm, I put this to the Minister for Education in the first hour of the show, is that a lot of people are struggling to understand if they qualify or how they qualify. So the childcare providers will be, in the first instance, will be the best people to be able to advise. Um, they're, they're the regulated uh, childcare sector that is covered by, they say, the uh, Limerick City and County Childcare Committee. Um, but it is not a small amount of money. It's a reduction of 25% uh, for people there, um, you know, in terms uh, of their childcare bills. Um, and as well as that, it also uh, needs to be recognised significant investment for, again, for special educational needs, more special needs assistance, more primary teachers, the pupil-teacher ratio coming down. So anybody at the moment with a child in the primary school is going to see a big change in terms of how their child is taught next year. I mean, how frustrating is it for you as a government minister that everything you've outlined in a a more normalised year that wasn't about COVID or isn't about Mm. um, war that we have in Europe at the moment, the energy crisis, would probably be getting a much bigger thumbs up. But the problem is so much more money continues to go out on the other side of the ledger. And the same is the case with the government. And had we, for instance, I've been on now with you every year after the budget for the last 11 years. If we took the advice uh, of some of your other contributors, we wouldn't have had the cash reserve to do anything yesterday. We would probably have to go and try and borrow, and then we will be borrowing for investments in one-offs, and we know what that has wound up in the United Kingdom and Britain. It has been a total and absolute disaster. So the only reason that we're in the position to be able to spend the money that we're spending in terms of electricity credits, in terms of living alone allowance, in terms of pension increases, in terms of uh, welfare increases, tax reductions, all of that, is because of the cash that we have in hand. Now we're deciding that, uh, you know, it's going to be delivered in two ways. One, uh, targeted, uh, once off, and then other universal across the board that will be sustained on an annual basis. Um, These are big sums of money. Uh, your constituents who might have what are termed vacant properties, how worried should they be about what was introduced yesterday? Well, Limerick City and County Council, I know, have a vacant property section. And look, we are in the middle of a situation where we need to get houses into the market. We have Cree Konaha, which is a new scheme, which uh, Peter Burke announced there recently. If you have a house that's derelict or vacant, you can claim up to €50,000 to be able to um, bring that up to a letable situation. We can't have a situation, Joe, where you have listeners ringing in from tidy towns committees all over County Limerick and saying we have derelict properties here, there and everywhere and we have a housing crisis. We need to get these properties into the rental market. We need to encourage landlords to come in and draw down the, the funding that will be available in terms of making it either a principal private residence or engaging with Limerick City and County Council, for instance, but, in long-term leasing and everything like that, to put but, these but, properties into use. what about the Limerick um, holiday homes in Ballybunion? Holiday homes are a totally different issue, and I think everybody would appreciate that. We are in a housing crisis at the moment where we need to get uh, places so, uh, will they for people be to live. Because what I've been reading this morning suggests that holiday homes won't be exempt. For the principal private residence, it has to be a principal private residence that a person would live in, in terms of Cree Cornaha. Um, no, not Cree Cornaha, I'm talking about the levy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if they, if you have to be able to prove that it's vacant for a certain number of days in the year. If it's not, the levy won't apply. Right. If it's, if it's used for 30 days or more. 
If the if the levy if the property is used uh, and isn't vacant, then it's not vacant, and the levy won't attach. Or thirty days or more is what. Yeah, well, that's what's in the Finance Act, and that's right. the way it'll be introduced. Right. This is about making sure that we have um, properties that are released to the market for sale, but at the same time, removing dereliction. I don't know how many times I've been on the programme in relation to whether it's tidy towns committees or CLAR funding or money yeah. from Heather Humphreys about addressing rural um, dereliction. Uh, one other thing, there was talk of extra Garda resources yesterday. Yeah. We are getting you know, a stream of extremely worrying reports from across the city and county over the last couple of weeks. Um, somebody um, was telling us about going through Newcastle West at uh, 8 o'clock on Sunday evening, you know, driving at the normal speed as they would, and the, their car was egged. A very frightening experience caused them to pull in. They were worried that they might have to, they might end up crashing. We've heard about um, rocks on the Children's Road. We heard about uh, stones being thrown by youths only last night in the vicinity of a Limerick hotel. We heard a story about the People's Park where a dad was on to us saying that his 14-year-old, a group of teenagers, not only egged her but told her that, uh, that they were going to rape her. Um, and we're hearing other incidents. There was a stone-throwing incident in another part of Limerick City Centre um, in the vicinity of the Hunt Museum, and it's not the only one that we've heard about here. And these are coming into us pretty consistently. Mm. And there is a sense that not enough's been done on this law and order issue. Well, the, the Department of Justice, first of all, all of what you've referred to there is, is tuggery and criminality and needs to be pursued by the guards, and I hope that is the case. But in relation to um, guard resources, this year there'll be um, a thousand additional guards uh, coming out of Templemore. Uh, Templemore is now being uh, scaled up to make sure that it, it continues to churn out guard recruits, not only to uh, send the still uh, the force in terms of re- retirements, but as well as that freeing up additional resources by introducing civilian staff. In other words, replacing guards that are currently doing jobs that Department of Justice officials will do. So we're going to see a significant increase in the number of guards. Over the last number of years, we've already seen an increase in the number of guards that have been um, churned out um, uh, from Templemore. That's going to increase, and it's one of the, I suppose, the, the principles I'm, from my party find really, really strongly about, and Helen McEntee um, is to the fore in this, in making sure that the criminal justice budget is the largest it has been for many, many years and will continue but to we grow. we remember a time when there were extra guardy poured into the Limerick Division. And, and it worked. And it worked. So will there be extra guard poured into the Limerick Division now to deal with what appears to be a very significant increase in the type of so, incidents I've just outlined? So the, the first issue that you referred to was in relation to breaking up probably the, the most organised criminal gang outside of Dublin and was very effective. In relation to antisocial behaviour and general thuggery, um, you know, we have a network of community guards that's led uh, by... Just to say to you, and I know every incident is different, but we we had a woman talking to us on the air during the week who was walking in the vicinity of the Hunt Museum at 8 o'clock last Saturday evening and had stones fired at herself and her husband. She was hit and injured. I mean, that seems seems incredible in 2022 in uh, the city centre of the third city of the Republic. Well, unfortunately, Joe, some people were brought up to a different standard that me and you and an awful lot of our listeners... And we're brought up to, and you know, parental responsibility is a huge issue here as well. And you can't have a guard standing at every street corner. I don't think anybody thinks that's something that will actually be plausible. But what you do have in that area of Limerick, as far as I know, is you have a very good CCTV programme. So I would hope that anything where there is, and we have had people previously object to 
the introduction of CCTV, whether it is in relation to that it was provided by Limerick City and County Council or directly by the Department of Justice, that will also continue and it will also be deterrent. But parental responsibility is a huge yeah, no, issue I take, in relation I take, to I take that. I take that point. But I mean, isn't there international evidence, though, that if you have people in uniform in areas, that that does curb that sort of behaviour I've just described? And, and that is exactly the reason that there will be a thousand extra coming out of Templemore this year for that very reason. Uh, and I have a lot of dealings with the Commissioner myself. I know that he is very committed to the concept of community policing, engagement, visibility. He's, his jaws are worn in relation to it. Um, and it's not only in relation to public order, it's also in relation to road traffic issues. Uh, and it's in relation to making sure that people feel safe. And it's a principle that we feel really strongly about. And that's why the justice vote uh, in terms of the amount of money that they will get this year will be far bigger than it was last year and it will allow for additional guard recruitment and the freeing up of people who are currently doing death duty that could be done by a civilian. Okay. Uh, Minister of State and uh, Limerick Finnegale TD, Patrick O'Donovan, thank you for your time. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.